Welcome to the Career Mentor Podcast, a program of hunger for success, a nonprofit organization devoted to helping people find and keep family wage jobs. Your host, Brad Lebowski, President and Chair of Hunger for Success. Welcome back to the Career Mentor Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Lebowski, President and Chair of Hunger for Success. Today, we're very lucky to have with us uh, Marsh Hirschberg. He's the author of the Career Toolkit, Essential Skills for Success that No One Taught You. Um, he has spent his career launching and developing new ventures at startups and Fortune 500 companies in academia. He's helped to start an undergraduate practice opportunities program, dubbed MIT's Career Success Accelerator, which I love to hear that. Uh, where uh, he teaches annually. So uh, today uh, we are lucky to have Mark with us and he is going to talk about um, soft skills and why they're important. So Mark, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me on the show. It's a pleasure to be here today. Terrific. So based on your experience, and again, when, when I read your bio, um, you know, you're, you're, you have a degree in physics, you have a degree in electrical engineering and computer science. How did you get to this point in your career to have this toolkit and talk about, you know, the soft skills? Yeah, it's kind of an interesting story because I am a hardcore STEM nerd, right? Science, technology, engineering, math. And early on when I began my career as an engineer, I realized that to get where I wanted to go, to get that management position, that leadership position that I wanted, it wasn't just about being a good engineer. There were all these other skills like leadership and communication and team building that no one ever taught me. So I had to develop this in myself and realize these are skills not just for leaders, not just for people at the top of the hierarchy, but all of us can benefit from it. So I started to train up people who I hired and then around the same time, MIT had gotten feedback that these skills were important, not just for MIT students, the corporate America said, we want these skills in everyone and can't find them. So when MIT wanted to develop this class, I heard about it, reached out and said, you know, I've been working on this, can I help? And so I helped develop the class and then they invited me to stay and teach it for the past 20 years. Great. I like the accelerator part. Tell me about that. Why is it the accelerator? It's because our students, okay, they're MIT students, they're smart, they will get jobs, we know that. But one of the challenges we were trying to overcome is that MIT students would always get the big cubicle, but not the corner office. They weren't seen as leaders, they were seen as people just to solve a very small set of problems, basically engineering problems. We said, no, for the modern world, we need leaders with these skills. And we know our students are smart enough to be leaders, we just weren't emphasizing those skills in our traditional education. So we wanted to accelerate them along their career, help them get to those more senior positions faster. And that's why we created the program. I think it's great. So tell me what are the soft skills? What are the things that you're focused on just in the soft skills category? There are 10 skills that I cover in my book. And again, these skills, this isn't just Mark woke up one day and said, I think this matters. These are the skills that corporations have told us about in feedback to MIT, in feedback to other universities. These are the skills they want to see in everyone at all levels. So my book's broken down to three sections. Section one, careers. So how to create and execute a career plan. Chapter two, working effectively. Things like managing your manager, understanding corporate politics and culture, all those subtle things. 
chapter three interviewing and look at both from the candidate's perspective, but also the hiring manager's perspective. So many people are never taught how to interview someone to hire them. And as a candidate, understanding that makes you more effective. The second section, leadership and management skills. And management, I break down into people management and process management. They are two sides of the coin, but they are different. And you have to understand sure. Yeah. And these skills, by the way, apply not just, again, to managers. Even if you are not in a managerial role, understanding how to motivate people, understanding how to create a good process will help you. And then finally, the third section, interpersonal dynamics, communication, negotiation, networking, and ethics. And these are the skills companies all across America, all across the world want. Yeah, for sure. The ethics part is a big deal. I didn't tell you this before, but you know, my son is a mechanical engineer and in his first couple of years outside of his, you know, when he graduated, he became a project manager. And when you said manage your manager, it rang bells in my head because his manager maybe didn't have the foresight that he had, but his manager had different foresight that he didn't have. So to be able to manage that piece and work together and and be able to manage him and he was be able to manage my son and have that effective, I think is really important. Um, certainly tougher to learn on the job uh, than it is to be prepared when you get the job. So I think that's great. Uh, so why do you think you know, companies, people should invest in these small skills? These skills, skills sorry. these are gonna give you a really massive ROI. So let's take an example. Let's take negotiating skills. So imagine, if you will, that you have a job offer for, let's say, $50,000. And instead of simply accepting that job, you say, you know what? I learned a little about negotiations. I'm going to go and negotiate and negotiate and get from 50 to 51,000. Okay, that's, that's possible, right? We're not imagining some huge stretch here. So you negotiate that job offer and they give you 51,000. Now, suppose you do nothing else in life. You sit in this job for the next 30 years until you retire. What happened? You just earned $1,000 more for 30 years. One single five-minute negotiation just got you $30,000. Isn't it worth reading a book, taking a course, learning just to be a little better at negotiations? We're not talking about being the best in the world. Getting a little better just got you $30,000. But of course, you're not going to sit in this job for 30 years, right? You're going to have other jobs, you're going to get promotions, you're going to get raises, and they'll probably even be more than $1,000. Learning to negotiate, investing, say, 20 hours and getting just slightly better at negotiations can earn you tens of thousands of dollars, maybe even hundreds of thousands of dollars more in your career, right? That's a massive return on your time. Now, I pick negotiations because it's very easy to see, oh, look, more money, and we can see the cumulative sure. effects. The truth is it applies to all of these skills. Now, no one's going to say, oh, I was going to offer you $50,000, but I see you're a better leader, so let's make it 51, right? Or you're a good communicator, here's another thousand. It's a little more subtle for these other skills, but all of them come together that if you are a better leader, a better communicator, have a stronger network, you'll get more opportunities, you'll get better chances of advancement and you will go faster in your career that will of course translate to more money and more success and more opportunity and more enjoyment and more of what you want. The key to these skills, it's not about becoming the best in the world. 
It is about getting just a little bit better, investing 20, 30 hours over the next year for a single skill. And as you do that for each of these, you're going to get a massive return and achieve so much more success. I think that's an excellent example. So other than reading your book and practicing these things, how does somebody build or learn these soft skills? Um, you know, again, back to my son, he's a mechanical engineer. His senior project was building a race car. While I was excited about it, to your point, there was no soft skills built. So he could negotiate a better salary coming in that he could manage a little bit better. Um, in fact, become a better manager when he got that project manager promotion, um, which he's received two promotions now in that area. He could have had that before and been, you know, more prepared for some of the challenges. So how does somebody develop these soft skills? We know they're important. We know they'll get a good return on their investment, like you pointed out. Other than reading your book, in addition to reading your book, I should say, how do you suggest they build them? These skills are best learned by experience. Or suddenly you say, great, that means I have to go do and spend this time, but there is a shortcut. Now it's important to distinguish this type of learning from what we've traditionally done. So we'll take your son as an example. He sat in mechanical engineering classes and they taught him the Bernoulli principle. They taught him the formula for shear forces, all these formulas and equations. They sat there and memorized them and practiced applying them. Lots and of calculus, of us, this is how we tell you that. Lots of calculus. <laughs> my, my physics and electrical engineering is all the, all the same. And yeah. all of us think back to high school, think back to what we've learned. It was a teacher saying, memorize this, memorize these dates, memorize these facts. And so we sat there and scribbled them down and memorized them. And that's fine for that type of learning. But there is no formula for leadership. There are no three things to remember and then suddenly you're an excellent communicator. These are subtle, complex skills. So it can't just be done by memorization. The way to learn these skills, the way we teach them at the MIT class, the way they're taught at top business schools is through peer learning. So what you wanna do is you want to create a peer group. So find other folks, these might be coworkers in your company and HR might even be supportive and say, yes, we wanna support you in learning these skills. If you can't find people in your company, find friends, create a local meetup, group, but create some group and say, we're going to learn these skills together. Then what you can do, you can, for example, take my book, chop up into different pieces. And I have a way that I'll explain later how to do that. And you can say, okay, we're going to read this section. We're going to read these 10 pages and then we're going to discuss it. And in that discussion, we're going to talk about, oh, I had this situation. Here's what I did. It wasn't great. You're going to say, oh, well, why didn't you try this? This is what I would have done. Wow. What a great idea okay, now I've learned for next time, right? Or you're going to tell me about some experience you have. So we're going to share that knowledge. We want that experience, but it doesn't have to be our own experience. It can come from our peers. Now, here's the thing. I don't want this to sound like I am just trying to get you to get all your friends to buy my book. If you don't want to, you don't need to use my book. You can use any book you like. I list a whole bunch of other great books or you can go find your own. You can use articles, you can use videos. You can use a great podcast like this one. Get your peer learning group and each week, all of you listen to an episode of this podcast and then discuss that because it's really this discussion. That's where you're going to elicit the subtleties and the learning of these complex ideas. I think that's an excellent way to build those skills. I mean, certainly you can build them while you're in your career, but to have a peer group, 
to have even a mentorship of people that are in leadership that you can meet with and discuss these things and, and plan certain things and practice certain things. I think that's an excellent suggestion for uh, all ages really to, to participate in. I think that's excellent. So if someone is interested in your book or in your lectures or in other things that you, they do, how do they get a hold of you? You can go to my website, thecareertoolkitbook.com. There you can see where to buy the book, Amazon and all the usual places, as well as local bookstores. You can download the free app. It's on Android and Apple, and that helps support the book with a lot of the great tips that you get in the book. You can get in touch with me. You can go to the resources page and see a bunch of other great books I recommend or a download on how to create this peer learning group. So all of this is available on the website thecareertoolkitbook.com. Excellent. Excellent. Mark, thank you so much for being with us today. You covered quite a bit on the soft skills and, and had an excellent, excellent suggestion on how to build those through peer groups and mentoring groups. I think it's awesome. Really appreciate your time today. Uh, again, uh, thank you for listening and downloading our podcast. My name is Brad Lebowski. This is the Career Mentor Podcast. Um, I'm the president and chair of Hunger for Success. We really appreciate you joining us today. Um, thank you, Mark, for everything you've contributed. Really appreciate it. Um, thank you again, and we will be uh, listening to you very soon. Any questions on our podcast, you can reach us on our website, which is uh, the, the word help, the letter H, the number four, the letter S, dot org. You can reach us there. Thank you. And we will talk to you again very soon. Thank you. This has been the Career Mentor Podcast, intellectual property of hunger for success. All rights reserved 2021.